Welcome to this webinar series, Physical Activity Researcher Podcast and International Society for Physical Activity and Health, ISPA, have started collaboration. We have edited their webinars to audio-only podcast versions, so you can listen them also on the go. Our mission is to advance science and share scientific knowledge, so if your organization has relevant webinars or lectures and would like to get more audience to them, please let us know. But without further ado, let's jump to the webinar. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Um, welcome to this second day of the fourth PROPAS conference. Um, my name is Annemarie Koster from Maastricht University, and I will be chairing the first sessions this morning for me. Um, so we had a very interesting day yesterday with first uh, showing, seeing first PROPAS results, presentations of PROPAS cohorts and two interesting keynote speakers. And today also we have a very exciting day ahead of us, and I'm looking forward to today's presentations. Um, today's program is co-hosted uh, by PROPAS and the International Society uh, for Physical Activity and Health, ISPA. And we are proud to present uh, this partnership uh, today. In fact, we will be actually presenting two partnerships because at the end of today, we will also be talking about the partnership with ISMPB. Um, again, we have an interesting program and diverse program with some duo presentations, but also with a discussion uh, session with a great panel of experts. So without further ado, I will uh, uh, present uh, the first, I will introduce the first speakers for today. Um, and that the first presentations will be about uh, announcing the, uh, the partnership. And the speakers are Jasper Schipperijn and Manos Stamatakis. Jasper Schipperijn is a professor of active living environments at the University of Southern Denmark. His research involves um, uh, around multidisciplinary interventions, intervention studies to create active living environments and to develop tools and methods that make it possible to measure active living and the environment where it takes place. And Jasper is the president of the International Society for Physical Activity and Health. And I will also introduce uh, Manos Stamatakis already. Uh, he's a professor of physical activity and population health at the University of Sydney and an NHMRC fellow at the Charles Perkins uh, Center and team leader for physical activity and exercise in Australia. He co-chaired the WHO 2020 Physical Activity and Center Behavior Guidelines. And um, he initiated PROPAS back in 2017 and is leading uh, PROPAS. Um, welcome to both speakers and I give the word now to Jasper. Thank you very much, Anne-Marie. So, um, yes, as, uh, as you've heard, um, this day is, uh, is co-hosted by, uh, by ISPA and PROPAS uh, because we have uh, entered a partnership between the, uh, the two organizations. Uh, and in this first presentation, uh, we'll briefly tell you a little bit about why we did that and uh, why we think that is really both very useful and very important to do so. 
the International Society for Physical Activity and Health. Some of you might know us very well, others might not, but we are an international society for all those people that are interested in advancing the science and practice of physical activity and health. Uh, we're not a research uh, society in that sense that we don't do research, we do not directly support research, but we support um, networking activities, we support dissemination of research, we support research training uh, and all activities related to that. We do webinars, we do uh, biannually a, a large international congress that will happen this year in Abu Dhabi at the end of October um, and a whole range of other activities. The collaboration with PROPASS goes back to the development of the uh, relatively new, still relatively new WHO guidelines on physical activity and sedentary behavior, where um, in 2021, we organized together with WHO team, we organized a, a webinar series where we looked at the science behind the guidelines and how we can translate that into practice. And some of the things that came up and that we discussed were, for example, if this, these new guidelines uh, also would have consequences for the way we work with physical activity surveillance moving forwards, um, as well as a whole range of, uh, of other topics. And um, as I said, the, the, the starting point lies very much in this big evidence compilation that was done to create the guidelines, where it was very, very clear that um, basically all the evidence that we are using at the moment to, for these guidelines, uh, it comes from a very selective group of countries um, and it comes by and large from self-reported measures. So that means that there are really critical gaps in the evidence base for truly global guidelines for physical activity and sedentary behavior. Um, so for us, uh, that means as ISPAS, the International Society for Physical Activity and Health, that means that if we want to truly promote a global um, agenda for physical activity and guidelines that are relevant for everyone, that also need, means that we need to expand the geographical coverage and relevance of uh, physical activity research um, before, preferably, before the next review and update of the global and national physical activity guidelines. So. Um, over the next, I guess, six, seven, eight years, uh, we very much hope that more and better evidence can be created. But as I said, ISPA is not a research organization, so we need a good partner to develop research capacity and practice uh, on physical activity worldwide, um, which is one of the main ISPA goals. And this is where uh, this is where PROPASS comes in. So I think, or we think, that this new partnership provides uh, unique opportunities to help develop physical activity research capacity, especially in low and middle income countries, which is where we lack a lot of evidence. Um, and if we can develop research capacity there, uh, help uh, countries do um, better physical activity studies using the latest devices, using um, study designs that truly can be compared to other countries. Uh, we can together help create better evidence. And with that, um, I think I'll hand over to, uh, to, to Manos to present a little bit more in detail uh, what we are planning to, um, to do together the coming years. 
Thanks very much, Jasper, for the for setting the scene. Uh, and uh, I will now uh, provide some more details to uh, our audience on the actual partnership, uh, what it is, how it came up, uh, why it is important, and uh, all that will give you an idea what will be uh, our activity in the next few years. Uh, this is a two-year partnership with a um, potential to be renewed, of course, and uh, I'm very confident that this will be, this is just the beginning of a beautiful friendship, as the film said. Uh, but before I uh, start on the particulars, but I give you an overview of the particulars of the partnership, uh, I'm aware that some people may have joined uh, today's uh, conference, today's uh, event uh, uh, through Eisbach, and they know very little about Propass. So I would like to give you an overview of Propass, what it is. So Propass was initially uh, set up to be a data resource, a data consortium. It is a lot, much more than this now, but it's still its basic function is uh, a, a data consortium, which consists of uh, prospective cohorts. Many of these cohorts have already collected data. So this is a traditional consortium, data consortium. They have collected high accelerometry data and uh, contribute their data and commit to uh, taking part in Propass, to the pooled data resource. But a very unique aspect of Propass, and we set it up right from inception like this, is to allow studies to enter the consortium prospectively, which means that these studies, this could be existing cohorts or new cohorts, which haven't collected accelerometry data or any accelerometry data, in fact. And we support them tangibly with expertise, with training, with even devices in some cases. So this is very, very relevant to the partnership itself. This is core business for us. Reaching out to new cohorts is core business for Propass. And of course, yeah, like any other data-based uh, consortium, uh, we need to harmonize the data to link it with the prospective outcomes, the kind of outcomes that are used for guidelines formation. And in today's regulatory environment, very strict regulatory environment, we need a quite sophisticated IT infrastructure to be able for the end users of the data to be able to access the consortium um, securely uh, and uh, in line with current uh, strict regulations. Um, many of you are familiar with uh, the guideline. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the guideline development process, and many of you have done systematic reviews and meta-analysis. Uh, and I'm sure you have figured out that, uh, and Jasper touched uh, briefly on that, you have figured out that the vast majority of the evidence based on physical activity and central behavior comes from literally a handful of countries at most a dozen of countries around the world. High-income countries, UK, US, um, Australia, uh, North uh, uh, Canada, uh, five or six countries contribute, I don't know, maybe eight or 90% of the evidence. Lower and middle-income countries represent 85% of the world's population. And do, please don't quote that 10%. This is a rough estimate. Could be 12, could be nine, I don't know. Contribute very little evidence to the evidence based which is used for policy and for guideline formation. This is an important problem. This is a major evidence gap. So Propass has uh, been set up not only to be a data resource with the potential to be expanded, expanded through uh, prospective harmonization of studies uh, cohorts which haven't collected their data yet, but we also develop methods 
And we are very targeted. We develop methods that always serve our ultimate goal, our end goal, which is to expand the evidence base, particularly in countries uh, where, where there is a shortage of data. So this partnership came out, uh, came out as a shared vision, essentially. The, one of the core goals of the society is to uh, expand and improve the evidence base. The society is very lower and middle income country uh, uh, minded. Uh, so it was in my in my in my view it was the natural thing to happen. It was a really enjoyable process negotiating this agreement. Uh, we had three or four meetings, um, some quite intense exchange. It was a real real pleasure because everything was effortless. Everything was everyone was excited. Um, love I would say love at first sight almost. Um, so the common, the, the shared vision of the two organizations is that uh, for the next, ideally for the next physical activity recommendations, WHO physical activity recommendations, which will likely happen in 2030, we will have a substantially larger evidence-based from device-based data from all over the world. The neglected 85% in particular. Now, what exactly shall we be doing in the next few years? Uh, we have structured this partnership into two themes. The first theme is concerned literally with our ultimate goal, which is the expansion of PROPAS uh, to lower and middle income countries. Uh, and that will involve uh, uh, developing uh, jointly with a society a network of research groups from uh, L LMICs and other underrepresented countries uh, assisting them, uh, providing opportunities for PROPAS to interact with these uh, groups and uh, assist them to set up uh, cohort studies which will be appropriate for inclusion in PROPAS and therefore they will be increasing their participation in PROPAS means that the evidence base uh, or the contribution of uh, lower and middle countries to the next guidelines will be larger. So such initiatives uh, if I was to give you a bit more details about uh, fine uh, grain details we will be organizing seminar methodological training events uh, uh, and uh, also uh, the society will also be uh, a facilitator for PROPAS to reach out to major organizations like, for example, could be the World Bank, could be the World Health Organization. We have, as it happens, we do have active, active links with WHO already at PROPAS, but it is very clear to us at PROPAS we could not penetrate uh, LMICs without the support of organizations like ISPACH, like the World Health Organization. We're very, very clear, we cannot go solo. We will have very little chance to succeed. We're very well aware that uh, the expansion of PROPAS, uh, even with the strong support of the society, will be very challenging. We have uh, done uh, sort analysis already. We're very well aware of the threats, but at the same time, I'm very optimistic because we are uh, a, a, a solutions-minded uh, collaboration, not a problems-minded collaboration. So there are challenges, there are problems. With the support, with the enthusiastic support of the society, I'm very, very confident we will overcome them. And I'm very confident that uh, PROPAS will be a major contributor of direct evidence for future, um, uh, for future uh, guidelines towards the, the goal of expanding the evidence base to underrepresented countries. Uh, I'm not gonna talk about the challenges, but uh, please stay tuned because we have a very nice discussion session, a few sessions further down the line, a couple, two, three sessions, I think. 
uh, this morning if you're in, 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 in Europe. Uh, and the second partnership, the second theme of the partnership, which is very closely linked to the first one, because essentially it's been designed to serve theme one, is the development of uh, uh, feasible and scalable uh, accelerometry methods. Uh, so I will emphasize feasible and scalable. We are going to countries, lower income countries, with not necessarily amazing communications infrastructure or IT infrastructure costs have to be kept at a very, very minimum. So we may be talking about here about adapting, not only developing new methods, adapting existing methods to be more scalable and more feasible for uh, implementation, uh, research methods co around cohort studies uh, for implementation in uh, countries with uh, limited financial capacity. I would not rule out, although I have to make it clear, PROPAS has been set up as a collaboration around cohort studies. We address uh, uh, health effects, research questions around the health effects of physical activity and central behavior. I would not rule out that as part of this effort, we will lean towards health surveillance as well, because uh, there is a large overlap in the needs for global health surveillance, device-based health surveillance, especially in lower and middle-income countries. There is a big overlap with cohort research. So whenever possible, we'll try to bring the two together. And I would also like to uh, encourage you, I strongly recommend you join the SARPAS. Uh, SARPAS stands for Surveillance of Physical Activity, Sitting and Sleep uh, project presentation. Also in the same session as uh, the one uh, we're, we're speaking now. Uh, with uh, Nidhi Gupta and Andreas Holterman, uh, because SARPAS has some surprises for us. This is this could, could be the future of both surveillance and, uh, 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 and cohort-based uh, research. So with, with that, I hope that gives you a good overview of uh, why this uh, exciting partnership happened, what will be happening in the next few years. And uh, please, if you have any interest on any of these areas that I mentioned, if you're excited about, uh, uh, about improving uh, the, the, the device-based evidence-based of physical activity, if you're excited about expanding physical activity research in lower and middle-income countries, please get in touch. Uh, uh, you could be a contributor to this very exciting partnership. Thanks very much. Thank you, Manas and Jasper. Very nice presentations, very enthusiastic. Very good plans. I have one question and I would like to have a sh short, a quick comment from both of you. Um, this is definitely a new road ahead for PROPAS ahead uh, to target uh, these uh, these countries. What would be the first step in your opinion? What would be the first, uh, how to get there? What would, um, what are both your thoughts on that? I think the, the first steps are already uh, somehow at PROPAS, uh, we have, uh, we had these discussions and uh, uh, we were about to reach out to the society. I think what, what we need to do is to, 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 to identify with the society. Uh, these are very practical steps, yeah? Identify a couple of countries, I would say two to three research groups in uh, lower and middle income countries who are willing to set up studies or these could be existing cohorts uh, who are willing to incorporate the kind of measurements we need and do some piloting. Do some piloting, see what uh, issues will arise. We do have some experience of that already because we have started, uh, we started a collaboration with a, a cohort in South Africa, for example. So South Africa, uh, yeah, epidemiological research, there, there is 
fairly strong epidemiological research, but in, 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 in some way it is done under difficult conditions, not under the luxury with epidemiological research in Australia and the US and the UK. It's done under difficult conditions and the funding conditions and the resources are limited. Uh, and uh, we had prepared, we had signed agreements, everything. The study was about to start in March, 2020. So two days before the borders closed, uh, the study was canceled and uh, we haven't been able to reinitiate it. So uh, the experience, so we started this process. We never got in the field, but I think the next step is definitely to pilot our plans. Thank you very much, Manos. Uh, last comment, Jasper, do you have any other thoughts? I'll, I'll try to keep it short. Um, yes. so, so one of the specific things that we are going to do here within the next couple of weeks is to send out a survey to all uh, ISPA members to specifically ask for uh, both researchers, research groups in low and middle income countries who are working with accelerometers, who are interested in and getting access to more devices, and but also um, who in high-income countries would be interested in either lending or donating uh, accelerometers to this uh, purpose. So that is one of the very specific steps that will happen within the next couple of weeks. Great. We look forward to hear uh, more about this uh, in the upcoming months and years ahead uh, with uh, this partnership. Thank you both very much. Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Researcher Podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever app you're using. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.